Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. This is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. <laughs> Greetings, Legend of the Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another legendary installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Legendary Ballard. And I am Nightwing Steve. Steve has no energy tonight. (laughs) (sighs) All right, all right, all right. Let's, Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back, boys. Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit right. All right. You want to do the beginning again? <laughs> no, don't whack your mic. <laughs> don't whack your mic. You're breaking it. Uh, it's already broken. Yeah, but don't mess with it. It messes with the audio. Oh, no. You should buy a new mic. You should buy a new mic. I keep wondering, like, how long this series is going to last. This is an excuse you've been using for, like, 100 episodes. <laughs> like, is it going to go any longer? Am I, do I really want to spend actual more money on this podcast that I have already and every every time it's like no alright you want to start over on this one I do no I don't want to start over let's just go through this this big bang fuck this shit up (laughs) okay so wait you you smashing your face in your microphone (laughs) (laughs) I want want this in bitch okay fine alright Alright, the audience is gonna love the audio of you smashing your face in your microphone. Uh, whatever. I don't care about my audience. That's right, audience. Wow. He's too big for you. He's like <laughs> Jesus or the Beatles. Uh, Alright, I'm sorry, I take that back, audience. If there is an audience out there, I care about you deeply. So cool. Tonight's episode is Legends of the Dark Knight. Directed by Dan Reba. Story by <gasps> Steve. We've got two heavy hitters that wrote this story. One is Bruce Tim. Your favorite. The other is Naval Commander <laughs> Robert Bobby Goodman. Oh shit. Is this real? Is this really happening? Yeah, it's really happening. He also did the teleplay for this. So wow. this is his baby. This episode aired October 10th, you know, 1998. When I go, I click on Robert Goodman in the DCAU wiki, it does not bring me to your your claim to fame. It brings, it says, is an American television writer. He penned several episodes. This guy does not look like the, the person. Don't believe that shit. That's not the real shit, okay? All right. Okay, you're not looking at the right shit because Bobby Goodman, Steve, he's an... <laughs> Former A6 intruder, bombardier, navigator, and class of 1978 graduate of the United States Naval Academy, he was shot down over Lebanon on the 4th of December 1983, captured upon ejection from his stricken plane. He was held captive for 30 days. His release on the 3rd of January 1984 was facilitated by Reverend Jesse Jackson. And after he left the Navy, he went and started writing some of the best episodes of Batman, the animated series, ever. Shut up. Um, I don't know if I said it, but I'll say it again. Uh, this episode aired October 10th, 1998, and this week's villain is... It's kind of a couple different people. Ooh, how exciting. It's Joker. It's Mutant Leader. 
And it's really Firefly. Mm hmm. Wikipedia says a group of Gotham City youths. Youths. Utes. How do they say it in the, in, 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 like, in the mob? Utes. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not in the a mob. A group of Gotham City youths tell their stories about what they believe the Dark Knight to be like. <laughs> That's not a good Italian accent. Oh, <laughs> Lord. What is going on? First, last episode, you're doing this poor hey, Japanese uh, accent. Yo, uh, hey, uh, tell your mother, uh, a group of Gotham City youths tell their stories, uh, yo. Forget about it, about what they believe <laughs> what? the Dark Knight is. It to be really like bada bing bada boom. This episode acknowledges the works of Billy the Finger, Jinky <laughs> Spring, and Frankie the Miller. All right. Note, loosely based on the Batman Nobody Knows from Batman number 250, July 1973, by Frank Robbins, Dick Giordano, and contains a direct adaptation of part of the comic Batman The Dark Knight Returns. Absent this week is Robin, Batgirl, and Nightwing. What'd you think, Steve, of my super awesome read? It took forever. That was, like, fucking painful. I didn't know, like, what to do, but just be quiet. Shut the fuck up. That's what you do. <laughs> so, um, right off the bat, one of these three kids is Carrie Kelly. Yeah. And that's obviously on purpose, <laughs> but... They didn't play her off as Carrie Kelly, only in her fantasy she's Carrie Kelly, the Robin. Yeah. But I like that they did that. It was like, fun. They they went full on Carrie Kelly with her. I thought that um, the one where they have the giant musical instruments and like the, the weird Joker, that mm -hmm. one was also pretty silly. Yeah. Okay. So this whole thing, as we talked about, is based on Batman number 250. Um, and uh, that's where the... the the different stories uh, from like children kind of like uh, envisioning their perspective of Batman. Uh -huh. um, they did this in Batman Gotham Knights, the anime uh, movie that took place in between uh, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. Uh, one of the uh, 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 vignettes of that of that of that movie is um, called "Have I Got a Story for You," and it, that is like following kids doing the exact same thing, right? Telling their versions of Batman. Uh -huh. One of them actually creates Batman and turns Batman into more of a an actual like monster, right? He's actually he's not a man. Uh -huh. Another one has Batman being more of like this, you know, uh, Iron Man like character and, and shit like that. And so that obviously took its inspiration also from Batman 250, but I kind of liked apparently that one also kind of follows the the storyline a little bit closer. Uh, than this one. This one, I think, takes a little bit more of an homage effect to the two, Batman 250. But um, the Joker story we get up front that you're referencing with all the musical instruments um, was pretty. It's pretty good, honestly. But I like the voice talent a lot. Like they had Michael McKean play the Joker, and right away I'm like thinking to myself, like, dude, this is fucking. This is like Michael McKean. Like it's like very clearly his voice. And like it, I had to look it up because it, it just like all I'm thinking of is Mealy is 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 uh is Jimmy's brother from Better Call Saul. Like I'm like that sounds exactly like him. Like and I've seen Michael McKean obviously in other shit, Spinal Tap and uh, what was it? Uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles. He's the fucking cop and plenty of other shit. Coneheads. That's a fucking great one. But um, but Batman is voiced by Gary Owens, and Gary Owens is. Is a famous uh, like uh, radio announcer, voiceover artist, um, 
and I mean Space Ghost, he's Powder Toast Man. Um, but people like emulate this guy's voice. I mean, this is the voice Colbert does when he did like Ace for um, Ambiguously Gay Duo, Ace and Gary, or when Colbert would do Harvey Birdman. Uh-huh. Like, the, they're the, he's mimicking Gary Owens. People have mimicked Gary Owens forever, but they got. Gary Owens for Batman and he fucking does a great job of doing this like golden age Batman that's that's a, that's kind of like super friends and he's also very Adam Westy. Yeah, the animation it, it, is uh, it's there is having a lot of fun. It's like you could definitely they take the style. They take the style from Super Friends, right? They take the style from like Batman 1960s TV show kind of like the opening and uh uh um animation and then it's also kind of a little bit like uh, embodies the actual comic book look. Yeah, I feel like it looks too. like um, it, it, the Joker's uh, face is definitely looks like Bob Kane's design. Um, yeah, or no, uh, Bill Finger. That's Bill Finger. Uh, okay. Bill Finger is 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 what we know the Joker because of Bill Finger, and Bill Finger was forever taken to. I, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why. And Bill Finger was. It's always been Bob Kane, Bob Kane, Bob Kane, and then it turns out like, oh, Bill Finger actually had a lot more to do with it. And now Bill Finger's name is used in films when they say, uh, you know, Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. It uh-huh. uses to say Bob Kane. A lot of what we actually uh, think of when we think of Batman is uh, Bill Finger's um, interpretations. Um, but it, one of the other things that's really cool about the way they do this vignette, it's one of the uh, kids' stories, um, one of the boys, um, is that they put the cliffhanger act break during the vignette. Normally when we do these kind of three vignettes with three different segments, three different acts, they 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 contain them within the act, right? Like uh Holiday Nights for instance, the one that's the very first episode of this series of this season. Um it's three vignettes that are all each just, you know, boom uh-huh. and then but with this they built in the commercial break into the vignette so that you still get the climax you still get that cliffhanger you still get that you don't have any expectation you want to come back from the commercial break and you want to figure out what the fuck happens you don't want to maybe go away from the commercial break and go ah fuck the next story i don't need the next story i don't really care for it like you're you're in it because you you have to figure it out and i like the way that plays as a narrative device and they do it later as well they do it for the um uh, when Batman's fighting the mutants, it's when the mutant leader is uh, in the Dark Knight story, Dark Knight Returns story, when uh, the mutant leader is drowning Batman in the mud. That's the that's the cliffhanger act break uh-huh. that they cut to. So, like, the first one with uh, Joker, it's just Joker captures Batman and Robin. And it's not as, as as amazing, but it's still fun that they did it. So you're like, okay, what's what's going to happen to these our characters, our heroes? But with the mutant leader... It's really great because it's like, oh my god, he's fucking drowning Batman right now. And I'm going to watch a, a two-minute-plus commercial break right now, which I don't know what the fuck's happening to Batman. I liked how each vignette had different uh, animation styles. Yeah, that's really great. Well, yeah, okay, so, like, for instance, in, in uh, animation styles, the cliffhanger act break for this first one, the 1950s Batman style, they do the circle right the the circle uh closeout uh-huh. um the circle transition where it's like a push in on on joker's face and it comes out on, on yeah the looney tunes like that's, yeah that's it's that's that's great but that's very 1950s yeah like that's kind of like that element and so yeah they they play diegetically even with the transitions now, is this piano bit from the comic books uh because i've seen this from other stuff too but is this from the comic book or is this just like 
I've never read Batman 250. Okay. I don't I don't honestly know. I guess I could look, but um it's it's dude, it's it's been embodied before within this series. This is the second story is drawn by James Tucker in the style of Dick Spring, though not based on any particular story itself. Yeah, I don't think okay. so. But uh, I swear I've seen that bit before. Yeah, I think Have I Got a Story for You is a lot closer. Yeah. Because even Have I Got a Story for You even delves into the fact that Batman's chasing Firefly across the city. Yeah. And that's the story the kids are telling. They're telling all their different variations of how Batman is fighting Firefly. It's not like Batman's fighting different villains in all the different stories. In this version, they are going and and kind of, I guess, creating their own for this first story and then taking a direct adaptation from um, the climax of the mutant aspect of The Dark Knight Returns, the mutant uh, yeah, narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do like that um, this 1960s like Batman TV series reference occurs at the end of this uh, a- animation, this uh, first story, mm-hmm. um, with uh, the whole old chum, and then they do the handshake that's like a direct you know, oh, him- reference to the opening animation of the uh, Batman <laughs> 1960s show. Yeah, I mean the whole way they stop the villains, you know, with Robin riding the uh, violin uh, bow yeah. and just them have, have playing all the furniture. You know, he's like Batman's blowing the saxophone to, to yep. move it. It's all very campy and, and silly. Um, I also love that Batman and Robin are running around with a cop or a security guard or whatever. <laughs> like he's part of it. Like he's part of this process. Like he's there to arrest. Like, yeah, yeah. But that feels very sixties because like the the commissioner and the cops in the sixties one are always kind of like there in the background, like uh-huh. ready to help out Batman. But they let Batman and Robin kind of do like they were like the the homicide detectives that everyone just gave a kind of a breath and let them work when they were in on the scene. This definitely reminded me of like the, the next one of the next iterations of Batman, which was the Batman brave and the bold, which, Oh uh, my God. Yeah. Was, a, I, sure. I, you know, at first I kind of like, didn't really like it, but I rewatched it in uh, reruns and I thought it was actually a lot of fun. It was a good, good cartoon series. I could not get into it. it at all. You know, it was so different. Oh, you know, I had a note here. So this boy that... Ha- oh, my God. Joel? So is Joel? Joel. <clears throat> Joel's supposed to be gay here, right? Dude, okay, so Joel Schumacher is openly gay. He's fucked a ton of men. He talks about how he's fucked merry men. So is this supposed to be are- Joel Schumacher? Is that what the reference- I think it is. I think... So at first, it feels very homophobic. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, and it's called Shoemaker, but, the, the thrift yeah, store. Yeah, so the... Okay, so the store this kid is hanging out of is called Shoemaker Store, he says, right off the bat, this kid says, I love Batman. All those muscles, yeah. the tight rubber armor, and that flashy car. I heard it can drive up walls. And they're like, yeah, sure, Joel. And then later they ask about if he saw anything. He goes, you should have seen the fire. It was fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I felt like they were making fun of, like, there was, like, a gay joke. Yeah, I thought they were homophobic at first. But then I realized Joel Schumacher is, like, incredibly openly gay. I think it's maybe more of a of just, of like, an inside homage to Joel. But it's really close to homophobic. <laughs> like, it's really, really close the way they mock that kid. Because Joel, the kid, the little boy, I mean Joel, not Joel Schumacher. The little boy Joel would be the fourth kid in the group, but he never comes along again. Yeah. Like, they left him a little at weird. Shoemaker I Store. It, I thought it stood out as odd. It is odd. It, it seems like maybe there was more of an inside joke that didn't play to audiences right. Yeah, to their 12-year-old audience. Right, who don't know that Joel Schumacher's banging like twenty thousand guys? 
it just seems like they're just making fun of a kid who's being flamboyant or something. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially when he's like he's so focused on all those muscles as he put it. Mm-hmm. And then right? the fabulous part at the end, I feel too. Yeah. The, oh, you should have seen the fire. It was fabulous. Like the, you mean the destruction of this building was fabulous? <laughs> like I I don't think anybody would just say that. Yeah, it it's problematic for sure. I just read a note though that um, I guess the design of that '50s Joker was brought back into animated form for the Batman Brave and the Bold, and it's the the same storyboard artist James Tucker uh, that did this I guess bit uh, did that '50s bit uh, worked on that other Batman and the Brave and the Bold. So I guess that's why it reminded me of it. So moving on, um, this the second story we have is the. Essentially, The Dark Knight Returns, it's the same style animation, practically, um, as the uh, comic book is drawn in, illustrated yeah, in. great. Um, it's just the end of the mutant narrative, which is kind of like right before just the halfway action. point of the story. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's, it's it seemed like it was like verbatim. Oh, yeah. I think that they- Like a direct just, adaptation. They did a good job, and I think they had fun. This, this is one where there was like, for me- I just kind of sat back and watched it and just enjoyed the yeah. the action and it wasn't you know there's not a lot to like I guess talk about first I thought well, it was what's weird is I don't remember as a kid Steve um, seeing this episode and if I did see it as a kid I don't think I ever would have connected I did not read The Dark Knight Returns as a child I was older when I read that I didn't that. see this as a kid either I actually saw this after I saw The Dark Knight and was blown away. I was like, they did this as a kid? You know, I was like, yeah, kind of like surprised that they did this little quick adaptation. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't it's see it. It's violent too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's violent words. I mean, like Batman's all not like, you Crushing think this is like a mud pit? And- this is a fucking operating table and I'm a surgeon yeah. or whatever. You're like, Jesus Christ, Batman. Which is, I think, out of the fucking comic it directly. Is, yeah. Um. But uh, so Batman in this one is he's voiced by Michael Ironside, and in the movie, the animated movie uh, directed by um, uh, Jay Olivia, he's actually voiced by Peter Weller, and Peter Weller does an okay job as Batman. Um, as an old Batman, it works because Peter Weller's voice is a little kind of has that like that tinny frailness to it that works for an older Batman, but it's still kind of gravelly and gruff. Michael Ironside is perfect. Yeah. As old Bruce, old Batman. Like, it is fucking perfect. Like, I'm listening to him like, Jesus Christ. Why could they not get Michael Ironside back? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. It, it was great. It was really good. And and uh, the cliffhanger, like we talked about, exists in this uh, vignette as well with the mutant leader drowning Batman. It's intense. Um, but then we come out of the mutant storyline right when when batman and carrie carrie's uh, puts herself in the story that's what's weird too it's funny that they, they just put carrie into the story rather than having carrie was well, a fantasy like, actually be robin i, I know but like so i don't know i kind of wish that she was actually robin like like we actually do see the early stages of a robin and like a female maybe, robin yeah, female robin and like maybe there's like a version like you know how they they tackled the two years in between uh, the the adventures of Batman and Robin and the new adventures uh, or the new Batman adventures they tackle those two years in comics. I hope that they tackle more the years in between the end of the new Batman adventures and Batman Beyond because then you could actually bring in people like Carrie Kelly again and you could do essentially a a version of the Dark Knight Returns and the Dark Knight Strikes Back 
through this incarnation of Bruce, the anime series incarnation of Bruce. Based on what we've seen, it wouldn't be much different than The Dark Knight Returns. Um, when we come out of The Dark Knight Returns story, we have of the Firefly aspect of the story, right? Firefly's gonna burn down some fucking theater for insurance costs or some shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty silly. It's just all tacked on and doesn't really it's matter. The, but yeah, it's the last. It's just the framing device as to why the kids are, you know, yeah. talking about Batman. It's the only thing from the Batman <laughs> two fifty issue. Like that's the only thing I think that's from that's in this episode, other than the idea of it's kids telling the story. Mm. It's that Batman's uh hunting Firefly across the city. Um the way though when the building is burning and falling apart and Batman's like, you know, gotta capture Firefly. Well, instead of rescuing the kids that are in there, he just screams at them. <laughs> Go! And then he saves himself. <laughs> so it's kind of just like, Batman, should you save the children? Like, He's you should just yell go. For, uh, you know, they almost there. die. The kids almost die. Like, they literally show one of the kids, they're like, they're like, hurry up, hurry up. And he's about, a wall almost falls on him, and no one's there to save him. Just the kid saves himself, thank God. But Batman just bounced. Like, he didn't even give a fuck. He's like, well, go! <laughs> just run, kids. I like the ending, though, where all the kids think that Batman matched their own description. Right, and then the other boy who never got a story, he references the story that's actually in the comics where he sees Batman as an actual kind of a, a mutation of a bat or mm -hmm. some kind of a creature. Um, he kind of just gets to throw that out as a real quick, you know, few words. Like, I thought he's this. But what's really fucked up is that Batman left Firefly roasting over the fire. And Firefly, Steve... I noticed this. He's not making a sound. He's not moving. His body is just swaying slowly back and forth. I think Batman killed him. Because Firefly never shows up again in a Batman story. It's true. I think it's I... He does show up in Justice League though. <laughs> he's in the he's in he's in the part one of Only a Dream, in which I think him and a few others break out of uh of a prison or something like that. So, great bad so we do stuff. get Firefly back. Yeah, great bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what were your boys for this? this uh, I give this episode. one a five out of five. I like this one a lot, dude. I almost gave it five out of five, and then I thought to myself, it just the whole tacked-on ending with Firefly. It just felt like they needed to weave that in better, and that's why. When you see it in Have I Got a Story for You in the Batman Gotham Knights movies, like I said, I've never read Batman 250. Um, it's it, it's Firefly being woven in, so it makes sense. Instead of it being like Joker and the mutant leader, uh -huh. and not connected at all. But it's just fucking awesome. So I give it 4.5 out of 5 boys. I it Literally, it's just that half a boy, I cut one of those boys in half and threw his half outside the, the, the room because... You just attacked on Firefly. That's about it. I mean, otherwise, it's fucking near-perfect episode. It really mm. is. It's really good. It's super fun to watch. And um, good on them for the animation changes up, like the style changes. I really thought that was fucking great. Me too. No, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. One of the, I think, great probably anime. the standouts of this uh, iteration. Absolutely. Yes, I would agree with that. Even though... I've probably given a few other episodes uh, this season a five out of five. Yeah, this this stood out. And having not recalled it at all and never thinking I saw this as a kid, like, 
it's one of those things. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was I was privy to or potentially privy to the Dark Knight Returns storyline before I ever knew about it. So I wonder if I did see this as a kid, if I would have even registered any uh, of that. You know what I mean? Or it would have been like, this is weird. Click. <laughs> like, let's go to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers instead. Let's wait. <laughs> well, great bad stuff. Great bad stuff. Absolutely. Cool boy Bat Nation. Tune in next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Cool boy Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Legends of the Dark Knight. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Cool Boys at gmail.com new episodes come out every tuesday also please check out our other great cool boy central content with the cool boys podcast on itunes soundcloud google play and patreon also donate to us on patreon it only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air you can find the cool boys on patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy, Bat Nation. Until next time, don't get dusted. It's Bizies from Ballard. And that's Bizies from Nightwing Steve. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.